Hi, everyone. Welcome to Face to Face, a UC Davis podcast featuring students, staff, and faculty innovators. I'm your host, Chancellor Gary May. Stay tuned for my next guest. Hi, my name is Colin McCarthy, and I am a freshman from San Carlos, California, studying atmospheric science at UC Davis. My lifelong passion for weather and climate has allowed me to build one of the largest social media platforms on the internet covering extreme weather with over 100,000 combined followers across social media. I have been interviewed by some of the biggest publications in the world, such as BBC, NBC, and CBS, and was lucky enough to do my first ever TV interview with CBS Sacramento on my first day of school at UC Davis. His Hurricane Ian posts have been viewed 30 million times this week by people all around the world, and I had the opportunity to talk to him today while he sat in his Aggie dorm room. Colin, welcome to Face to Face. Thank you. Good to have you here with me. Glad to be here. Uh, so listen, you've been making headlines, clearly, uh, starting at UC Davis this fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're Twitter famous, more famous than me. I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, tell us about how the uh, U.S. Stormwatcher Twitter feed came to be. Yeah, um, I've had a lifelong passion in weather uh, from a very young age. Um, a lot of time spent outdoors, backpacking, camping. Um, have family in the Midwest, so I've been at tornado warnings out there. So I all kind of just continued on this path. I did uh, science fairs on climate, stuff like that. And then in eighth grade, seventh grade, I created my account uh, on Twitter just to learn more about weather because I knew there was a great community on there. And then uh, it was pretty slow growth for the first few years because um, I didn't really take it too serious. I was pretty young. I was like, oh, it's just a little fun thing I do. But then uh, in 2020, when we had all those wildfires, um, I really started taking it serious. And since then, it's really exploded. So, yeah. So you started the Twitter account when you were 13. Yeah. Did you tell your parents? Uh, I didn't tell them for a long time. None yeah. of my buddies or any people that knew me knew that I had the account until like senior year, pretty much. So, full confession: the only reason I'm on social media is because I got on to monitor my children. Yeah, <laughs> and then it kind of grew from there. So, um, do your parents know now? Of course they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I told them, and um, they love what I do, and they're they're so happy for me, and I appreciate all their support and allowing me to go to such a great university like here, which has one of the best atmospheric science programs in the country. So um, it's been awesome. Indeed. Do they know all of your accounts or just the public ones? Just the public <laughs> ones, just my main ones for Twitter and uh, TikTok and Instagram. So Yeah, because yeah, I learned that my kids made up other accounts under other names and avoided my scrutiny. So yeah. I'm sure you're all wise to that stuff. Yeah, exactly. You got to be careful there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so what drives you to keep doing this now? Um. Climate change, a lot of it plays a big role in weather becoming more extreme around the world, um, especially in California with all the droughts, wildfires, and the big storms we're seeing now. So there's a big need for people to know about extreme weather and how climate change is going to impact it, make it worse. And I just love communicating it and just covering it. Um, it's really not even like a job to me. It's my true passion. So, And now you're at UC Davis in your second quarter studying atmospheric science, mm-hmm. so it fits right in with your passion, right? So how is this affecting the side hustle on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I, I had a tough time uh, balancing both things in the first quarter, and I still at times I'm like, do I do this tweet or do I do schoolwork? Because um, it's just I feel a, a need to let people know what's going to happen, um, and it's just really fun to cover it. But then, you know, 
if I want to become a meteorologist, I need to focus on school and get the good grades so I can get my degree and then I can really focus on all that stuff when I graduate. That's right. You got it. You're very wise. School first, tweet, <laughs> yeah. tweet later, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, what's the plan for after you finish school? You mentioned being a meteorologist. Is that your goal? Yeah, uh, become a meteorologist. Um, there's so many different things I'm interested in. It. Um, there's a social media route that um, I've been able to grow a lot. There's so many cool things you can do, like storm chasing. Um, and then there's really cool things. And there's actually a something called forensic meteorology, which I've always found was very interesting. Uh, it's where you basically work and help as you can testify as an expert witness in court cases that involve like extreme weather. Say there's like a plane crash, you can testify as an expert witness and say, did weather play a role and sphere weather play a role in this crash, stuff like that. There's just so many different avenues that even I don't know about that I'm excited to uh, discover once I graduate. Do you want to do TV meteorology or do you want to be a real scientist behind the scenes doing the work? Yeah, uh, I definitely like the more social kind of communication side of it. Uh, so less research, more just communicating it, uh, its effects and stuff like that. But um, in weather, actually, there's a big kind of shift away from that TV weather, and it's a lot more on social media and weather apps now. So I actually recently just uh, became officially a part of my radar, which is one of the best biggest weather apps out there. So uh, through that, they do a lot of cool content online for weather. And that's kind of where, you know, people are going to start getting their information more than TV now. So didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to switch gears and we're going to play a little game we call hot seat. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to ask you some short rapid fire questions. And I'm looking for a one word or one sentence, quick answer. Is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Better movie, Twister or The Perfect Storm? Twister. Why? Uh, it's more real. Uh, it's more in the field. So. Okay. Uh, favorite thing about UC Davis so far? Um, I love the location um, close to Tahoe. I just love the uh, college town vibe. Cool chancellor. Yeah, cool chancellor. Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> uh, where's your go-to spot on campus? Uh, Arboretum is somewhere I want to check out more, actually. So that's going to be my go-to. I agree. Arboretum is great. Uh, what music is at the top of your playlist right now? Uh, probably hip-hop. You name an artist? Uh, Metro Boomin, 21 Savage. Those 21 are kind Savage? Of, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Meet anybody alive or not, who would it be? Probably Abraham Lincoln. I think he's the most influential, uh, critical president we ever had in uh, the United States. So would want to hear what he went through. So yeah, That's a great choice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now we're going to switch gears and your turn to ask me a question or two, whatever you like. Yeah, so uh, one of my questions was, uh, is there any future plans you're really excited about that kind of no one knows about at UC Davis that you think will really be game changer for the university? Well, I will mention something I'm excited about that's just getting started. And by the way, no secret plans at UC Davis. We're very <laughs> no. transparent. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we have a task force called uh, Student Success and Equitable Outcomes that's just getting started. And the goal there is to ensure student success from preparation through matriculation through graduation. Mm -hmm. So that means improving our graduation rates, reducing our uh, opportunity gaps, yeah. um, better aligning our co-curricular and curricular activities, and uh, making sure our students get gainfully employed when they finish. So all of those things will serve to have a better student overall experience, uh, and I think will elevate the university. So I'm really excited about that, and it's just getting started. So you'll, you'll hear more soon. That's cool, because I know the job market is really tough right now, So especially for those seniors to uh, get those jobs. I know a lot of seniors that are really trying their hardest to get jobs, and it's it's a tough time right now for yeah. that. So we that's want cool. every UC Davis student at graduation to have a job offer 
or acceptance into a graduate program. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I guess this kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, how are you trying to make UC Davis the best UC in the whole system? Well, I'm more ambitious than that. I don't yeah. want to just be the best UC. I want to be the best public university in the country. Uh, so we've got a strategic plan called the To Boldly Go, because uh, mm-hmm. I like Star Trek. And it's online if you want to check it out. But right. the idea is to elevate the university in many ways, pedagogically, research-wise, partnerships, diversity, uh, innovation, and entrepreneurship. All those are elements to the strategic plan. And the idea is when we reach all the, the goals that we have in the plan, UC Davis is on the tip of the tongue as one of the top public universities in the country uh, that people think of immediately when, when you ask them what's the top mm-hmm. university. Yeah, so that's awesome. Thanks for joining me today. I really enjoyed getting to know what you're up to and wish you the best of luck going forward uh, in your studies and in your side hustle. Thank you. Thanks to everyone for listening. Tune in next time on Face to Face. Go Ags!